everyone, welcome to another episode of Lost in Germany, a show where we talk about our experiences as exchange students in Germany. I'm Sander and I'm here with... It's Theodore. Megan. Andrea. And today we have a special guest, she's called... Sue. So, hi Sue, what's up? Um, tell us, give the listeners like an insight who you are. Um, yeah, just who are you? Right, so first of all, my real name is Sondos, but since like a lot of people do not know how to pronounce my name, I just like say my nickname, which is Sue. <laughs> um, I study uh, media management here in the HDM, and I'm in the fourth semester right now. Um, yeah, I'm 21 years old. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna turn 22 soon. And you know, other than doing media stuff here in uh, the HDM, I do a lot of social media, Instagram, and blogging. You know, nice. yeah, that's what's up. Nice, nice, nice. And you say you're in your fourth semester, which means yeah. the second year, because yeah. here in Germany it's different, right? They say like the first, the fourth semester is like. I think it's the second year. Yeah, it is. I mean, isn't yeah. it like that everywhere else? Like uh, no, it isn't the really? same in Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> we, we say it differently. So. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I think here it's like, okay, first year is like first and second semester. Yeah. Second year is like se uh, third, third and, and fourth. fourth. Yeah. yeah. So on. Yeah. Wait, how was it at yours? In, in Belgium, we say like the first year as like the first and second. The second year is like the first and the second. Oh, it's okay. always like a first and a second semester. It's okay. not like the fourth or the fifth, but whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you study. What do you, What did you study? Media Me management in German. We say Medienwirtschaft. Nice. <laughs> and you're also an influencer. Yeah. Is it right. Nice. <laughs> not a. Big and one. how many followers do you have? Um, I think now I have like 16,000. Yeah, because we, yeah. I think we all follow you here. We and follow yeah, each other, we yeah. Were, I was surprised by the amount of followers. <laughs> I have to say, yeah, it was nice, nice. Thanks. Yeah. So you're from Egypt, right? Right. Yeah. And when did you come to, to Germany? Well, um, it all started when like my parents uh, decided to move here in Germany and like basically in Stuttgart to study here as well. So in our age, so they came in like back in the 80s, I think. Yeah long time ago um, I was then born here and I stayed here for like three or four years and then we moved back to Egypt when I was like three um, I grew up there and we decided to come back to Germany back. in 2014 I was also 14 at the time and yeah that's basically the story and I I would imagine like it must have been like a big change you're already like 14 yeah. and then moving back it's like also it like a totally different different language yeah like how did that work out for you honestly when i first came here it felt like a non-ending prank like i was oh, like damn. you guys are okay like we're on vacation but like when's this gonna yeah. end because <laughs> it was also pretty spontaneous my dad like decided to leave in like a month like literally yeah and um you know as a 14 year old you could imagine how hard that was i yeah. did not speak german at all um i did not know anything i did not know anything about transportation like the culture mm -hmm. anything um, but I have to say, I think that it is because I was so young that I was also like really um, able to adapt to the new environment and be really flexible. Because I think, you know, um, the younger you are, the faster you can learn the language and the faster True. you can also like adapt with everything. Yeah. And I think it was like only like after a year or two where I started feeling like, okay, this is really like my second home or like now it feels like real home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. And like you learned, you actually learned like how, how much, di how long did it take you to learn German? Um, well, when I first came here, I went to an international school. Um, so it's like a bilingual school. You speak yeah. German and English there. So I found a lot of people who were um, German, but went to the school. So they also spoke English. Yeah. So I think it was really the perfect mix between like I could speak in English when I didn't know what how to say yeah. a word or something. And then, you know, I could turn in German. Um, and I gotta say, all these like learning textbook type of stuff did not work for me. It was just like going out with friends like actually yeah. like having a community and yeah. like you know just i think it took me like two years until i was really fluent in it because i was also doing my abitur but it was an international abitur as well which is actually surprising two years that's, yeah i was surprised too <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah, yeah it's great yeah and um so you went to like a bilingual school Yeah. And after that, um, it was you just went to like an all German school, or no? I actually stayed on that school. Um, it's like a it's an international abitur, yeah. so you basically like you're doing the exact same abitur that Germans sure. would do, but you have like extra subjects that are in English, mm -hmm. so you get like best of both worlds, I would say. Um, yeah. yeah, that's it. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna because I'm really interested because it's really <laughs> yeah, like really special. Like you came from Egypt, yeah. um, so you went to the bilingual school, and so wait, when you went to the bilingual school, when did it end? You were because you said like you stayed there for two years, or no? It took me like two years to like fully learn. Oh, fully German. learn German, yeah. Right, but I stayed there like until the end of yeah, my graduation. Yeah, it was basically basically like your high school. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like gymnasium, yeah, as you yeah, would call it here. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's True. basically. I was in eighth grade when I started there, and yeah, until twelfth grade. Right. Nice. Yeah. And after that, you went to HDM, probably. Yeah, I took like a gap semester where I was uh, working a bit, you know, yeah. and I worked as a tutor for English. <laughs> Funny. Nice. Yeah, uh, for like half a year. And then I, you know, came to the HDM. And I gotta say, like, it was also a bit, um, I'm not gonna say difficult, but weird to like study something completely in German because I was always used to this, like, oh, like we talk in German and in English. Yeah. You know? I, like two languages. I Denglish all the time, as we would call it here. We say Denglish. Yeah. Mix them both, you know. So, yeah, it's just like, you know, and I also speak Arabic. So sometimes I'm like triple languaging all the time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It gets, it, it sometimes gets a really confusing. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. And because you're, since you're the expert here, like how, how do you experience HDM? Like what do you, what are your opinions about the school? That's a tricky Honestly, question. <laughs> it is very tricky because let me tell you that this is my fourth semester, but also my first um, semester where I act actually be able to come to the HDM because yeah. the other ones were online. Yeah, true. Because so we have COVID. Yeah. We guys are like almost the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know, true. Uh, the last semesters, you know, I made um, lots of good friends, I would say. And I definitely now know like how to study for uni and how to like organize my life for uni because at the beginning I thought this was like school where you have to study like school and organize your life like school. But now I'm more into like um, knowing okay this how to work with uni life. Yeah. But I'm also still experiencing the HDM to be honest. I still yeah, don't true. know where everything is. I'm still like getting to know it just like yeah, you guys. Yeah, it's the same for us. 
I mean, like we have a person here who is still like struggling to find like the the classrooms. And <laughs> I, I don't blame her. <laughs> I, I mean, really yeah, don't. It's, it's, I've never experienced something like this where you're totally left to like your own devices. I feel how like do you mean? I was babysat beforehand. Yeah, but, but how yeah. do you mean like totally left for? Left to your own devices, like you have to kind of figure out stuff on your own yeah. or find somebody that knows things very well. That but can how help is it you. in the USA? Like in the US, like it's it's really simple because <laughs> you have people that help you, like people that are like trying to help you, like get to class or you know, like there's oh, really? a bunch of like yeah for like the first week. It's like oh, there's like people on campus that you can go to. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it is. I wanted to say like it's the same as a buddy program, but it isn't. It's it's different from the buddy program because these people are like being paid yeah. and are employees, so yeah. they're not also going to the school. Maybe they went to the school in the past, yeah. but now they're just there to help. Yeah, and for Whereas for our here, listeners, like yeah. the buddy program is basically like some students of the school help you with moving in and getting your paperwork ready and yeah. helping you just with like general stuff. Um, And yeah, that's the basically like the the buddy program. So you're used to something else in the USA. Yeah, I'm used to. Well, also because I went to school for three years before this, in in one place, it's yeah. a huge change. But yeah. I'm curious, like, what are the biggest, uh, not just school related, but like cultural differences that you noticed when you first arrived here, like within like your first few years? Um, well, cultural differences, I have to say, like, my parents, since they lived here for, like, like before we moved back to Egypt, they lived here for, like, 10 years, I think. So it was always kind of, like, in the background, um, like, inserting some German, like, um, morals in us or, like, cultures, I would say. Yeah. Some, some things that I never understood, like, next to my friends, but they were like, yeah, this is how you do it in Germany. <laughs> And when I came here, I finally understood them. But I think the most, like, uh, the biggest difference is... Um, how organized Germany is and like the rules because in Egypt like it is the absolute like you know opposite um, basically there you just like just like Megan said it's like uh, you know with uni stuff you have to like figure out everything there on yeah. your own like there are I'm not gonna say no rules but you have to like decide for your own on a lot of stuff yeah, um, yeah people are a lot um, organized here and Yeah, just the rules. Transportation was also like a huge thing for me because in Egypt, we literally Uber everywhere. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> like we don't have like buses or like trains or stuff like that. And I thought this was like for like people to travel with. And then I saw like kids taking the train and I was like, is that normal, you guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I'd laughs> you know, I don't know how it is in Belgium. Is that normal? I mean, in Belgium, I have to say like f even for me, Belgium is like a neighboring country of Germany and I at first I thought like oh it's gonna be the same because we're basically the same cultures let's yeah. say but I was surprised because here um, now I'm talking about the school system like here I have the feeling it's even more practical yeah than the schools in Belgium because in Belgium I've uh, talked about this um, about this in uh, like one of the first episodes but in uh, Belgium Uh, we have basically um, in higher education you can decide between um, university and it's actually actually the same in German a Hochschule it's oh. I, I can't say college because college is different but yeah. I'm gonna say college yeah. and a university takes five years so it's three years of your bachelor and two years of your masters mm -hmm. and um, like college in Belgium is really practical orientated so you don't really learn a lot of 
theory it's just like practicing and um, making projects and group works and so on and when i came here i noticed like here it's almost like no theory yeah just the fact that we don't have exams i mean in our program we don't have exams so i was kind of surprised of that because in belgium in january we have like eight exams yeah. and then a couple of group work so yeah it's a lot of pressure in belgium and here i think it's okay <laughs> <laughs> for me it's yeah. okay but yeah. i know i don't know like theodore how do you experience like how is it for you because you were from the netherlands how is you're not from the netherlands but you study in the netherlands sorry <clears throat> yeah the, the weird mix yeah i'm from bulgaria but studying in the netherlands i honestly have no idea how it is back home i have no idea but it's kind of similar to belgium in the netherlands maybe because they're neighboring countries but yeah, i'm also in a hochschule so it's like four years for the bachelor simply because i have the thing that is going on right now uh, uh a semester abroad and then an internship which is a great opportunity and i'm really grateful for it but 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 yeah i mean we may not be getting uh the same level of education as in like a proper university but i think and that's also the reason that i chose uh, the hochschule is because we are getting the practical side of the things like yeah i'm i'm bad with theory honestly i'm really bad with theory but uh, i know how to do the research and everything that is needed to to make the projects and just create the content that we're doing because i'm doing communication but it's like a mix of everything pretty much like i've had entrepreneurship i've had media creation which is the minor that we're doing also right now yeah. but yeah and i'm that's that's what i think is more important than just uh, we would call it dry theory back home like it's good to know these things but it's like if you don't if you cannot apply them in real life like why do you even need them yeah and one of the things i also like um which i f find like interesting is the fact that here in classes you have people of different ages mm. because i'm used to have to be in a class with like um like all the people are of my age but here it's like mixed because if i understand it right here you can kind of create your own program yeah but in Belgium you can't, so here you end up with people from basically 20 until 24 or something. It's yeah. really weird to me because, yeah. It was it is actually the same, a bit of the same in Egypt because like there it's like so not normal to like have a gap here, for example. Yeah. So like um, when I also like, when I saw my friends over there, I, I told them I'm having like a gap semester. They were like, oh my God, like, is everything okay? Like, yeah. why are you doing that? Um, but you know when I came here and I saw that a lot of people like some people are like 27 28 even 30 and plus I thought like why not like when you decide later True. on in life that you want to study something why not do it you know but um, I think in Egypt it's also like that if you so if you graduate high school I think you have like one and a half years until your um, graduation expires if you could say so you know oh so do you mean like when you wait for one and a half years yeah. and you do nothing, yeah. you have to start all over again? Or, or yeah, how something does it like that. And also, for like we have like American schools, so where you do like the SAT. I don't know how it is in, U in the US, but if you do the SAT in Egypt, um, you also like it expires after five years. Is it like that no. at yours? No. No? That's crazy. No. Yeah. Um, I was in a British school myself, so I was not in an um, American school. That was also a bit different, but yeah. It's, it's really different everywhere. Yeah, and explain 
because you say like American schools in Egypt. Can you explain yeah. that? Because it sounds weird to me. I know. I also I always have to explain to people like, wait, why do you speak English? Like you were in Egypt, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and then and then I have like American accent, and then but I say that I was in a British school, and they were like, wait, what? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit crazy. I gotta say. Um, so I was in a British school, but like most of my teachers there were either like. Um, Americans or just like Egyptians oh, that yeah. studied abroad and they were really good at you know English yeah. and we study the British curriculum but it doesn't have to like be in a British accent oh yeah <laughs> you know right. what I mean um, so yeah I think it's more like um, it's more of a famous thing there to be in an international school or like yeah. be um, in schools that you know SAT or British schools or IB or like there are a lot of study programs over there and is it easy accessible or is it, is um, it more like I shouldn't say elite, but is it is it easily accessible for all of the students to go to these British American schools <laughs> or yeah? Well, I'm gonna be honest, it's not. You know, yeah. I was very privileged to be able to do that because it definitely like helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, it's not, and you know, it also has its negative sides. Is that I did not really like I can speak Arabic and everything, but it's not I cannot write as good. Like um, yeah. you know, I did not learn like intensively like arabic as i did with english for example so it's definitely more on the elite side but um yeah that's you know that's how it is yeah <laughs> i gotta be honest yeah and i'm um, going back to the hdm um subject like you you went uh, from egypt to, to germany you study at hdm um i want to ask you like um just like making friends was it difficult Well, I think when you're in the first semester, you're you're all like I'm not gonna say desperate, but you're all definitely looking for friends, you know. Yeah. So it's um, it was easy in the first semester to get a lot to get to know a lot of people, and uh, you know, because a lot of people were like texting each other, trying to help each sure. other and stuff. But we were online, so we definitely like had to make a bit of extra effort to like actually, you know, like have. Um, actual friendship yeah. so i uh, started out with a big group and then you know the group kept Split getting up. smaller yeah. it always happens yeah. but you know yeah it's uh and every semester you get to know new people and at the end of the day like whenever you take a new subject you're also going to get to know new people there you yeah. know so and i think people are really nice here i'm gonna say like i was surprised that how nice people were in uni um in comparison to school maybe It's a bit yeah, different in school. Yeah, I think just um, in higher education, people are, let's say, more open-minded, maybe. Yeah. I think it's like that. In Belgium, like, I started uh, my first year when um, it was 2019. So I had, I was lucky that I met, like, my friends before COVID started. So it was, like, oh. um, real-life classes and so on. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. It's it's quite a change, like the the step from stepping over from uh, high school to higher education, yeah. just to make friends. I mean, for me it was easy, but for some people it was. I saw like some people who had like Struggle. difficulties with it. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's nice that it worked out. That yeah. It was so. It's definitely not as the same as the other kids, though. Yeah. Uh, like the other students, like I see people in the seventh semester, like they're standing with each other, like a group of seven or eight people yeah. but i think with our semester it's more like groups of like two or three you know yeah <laughs> so we made the best out of it i'm just gonna say it like that yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. right and it brings me to another question 
so random, but um, do you have any plans to go abroad? Because you went from Egypt to Germany, but do you have like like us, exchange students, any uh, preferences or do you want to go abroad to I study? I definitely want to go to the US um, or like any English speaking country because I've never been to any except for Ireland and that was vacation. <laughs> I yeah. did not like uh, have an actual semester there. I'd love to experience that but also like you know I'm, I'm really open to like a lot of stuff yeah. and this experience really taught me that you know I have to like always like step out of my comfort zone and I have to always like you know go a bit towards like fear I would say because yeah. sometimes you're like afraid of like a new country or like a new culture but at the end of the day it always works out you're always gonna find friends you're always gonna learn something new so it's definitely on my bucket list yeah and why the US <laughs> well as I mentioned uh, I think you know that already but like the US has like such a it is popular here it is like the cool thing in germany if you're from the it's us same in belgium really a lot of people want like i think it's all over europe like people want to go to the to the us i think americans themselves don't like see it like that you know they're like oh america but like we're like wow america but like um i get, the, I get scared to be like oh yeah i'm from the us because i feel like people are gonna hate me really <laughs> yeah because um like our vibe of how Europe uh, in general views us is trashy um, or like kind of stupid or I don't know I don't know what it is yeah, but I, like I my mom my mom my mom said before I came like be sure to be like uh, first thing like California like oh LA or whatever yeah, not yeah. not like America yeah, but oh yeah. California because yeah. like it's kind of liberal it's kind of cool um, I mean like I, don't know. I think it's like the number one option for most students if they want to go abroad yeah. USA is like the dream for so many students which is so interesting to is, me is like it the why same? why i think yeah. because American dream. <laughs> yeah also yeah it's, it sounds ridiculous but actually <laughs> so i think old. it is because there's yeah. a lot of opportunities in the US yeah for sure and it's just like yeah it just pops right into mm. your head like i want to go to the US because i yeah. want to yeah for us i think it's um the UK, the UK and uh, Spain or Italy. Yeah. Like if you go to any of those to study abroad, you're so cool. You're so cultured. Yeah. But I, that's why I kind of wanted to choose something off the beaten path a little bit more. Not yeah. that Germany isn't as cool as these <laughs> other places, but <laughs> it's just like, now. oh, you know, like I was excited to go somewhere not UK. Yeah. My mom studied abroad in England, so I was like, oh, okay, nice. I'm not going to do that yeah. too, you know. Yeah, and it's, but, yeah. it's it's weird weird why you mentioned the Italy and Spain like southern European yeah. countries. Yeah, like do the, you know the warm like the sun uh we see people from there as like attractive and yeah. they like to party or but it's not really for the education then <laughs> no, <Or> not, no, <laughs> no 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 okay, no okay. we get our education at home and then we go yeah. to these other countries to party i guess yeah i mean <laughs> it's is, the same with european students yeah a lot of them want to go to southern europe to spain or yeah. italy just yeah. for the nice weather but i mean that's very it's understandable so. yeah but for sue i could see you really enjoying like the coast like either la or new york i feel like that'd be a fun vibe for you especially as an influencer <laughs> you know la is full of them but yeah. i don't think we have a lot from egypt so <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah. pretty cool I mean, I, I have to say also what Megan said, it was it was like that in my old school. So in Egypt, my school was like, it was a British section, an American se a section and a French section. So it was always like that, that the American section was seen as like the 
now it spoiled comes. people you know Ooh. they're like you guys are like you, you don't even have to do anything you just write your SATs and that's it you know and I feel like that that's such a wrong like stereotype or just like idea because they definitely did a lot of stuff you know just because of the fact that British system is really hard does not like um, does not mean that the American system is not and it was also the same thing here in my bilingual school we had like an American guy that came um, he was from Ohio I think and um, when he first came he was a little bit older than us and you know the math system there is a bit different um, I have to say in Germany it's extremely like you know leveled up um, what are you talking about the math curriculum oh, in yeah. Germany in yeah. uh, comparison to the math curriculum in uh, the US so he was a bit behind and like teachers just blamed it on the US like yeah. system they were like oh the Americans you know <laughs> they don't know how to do math <laughs> So that was also a bit like unfair because like you know that's just how it is. It also, it also kind of sucks because, um, like in many situations we are behind, and there's other country like mostly European countries who have um, better abilities at different subjects. So now when you're applying to your home Cal State, which for me yeah. it was Cal State Fullerton, you're competing against kids from other countries as opposed to just kids from other states in your own oh, yeah. country it's super like competitive behind, are you talking about certain fields like mathematics or, yeah or like maybe your school because uh, public school systems uh, range from good to bad yeah. depending on where you grew up depending on which state you're from depending on what coast you know like things are super different um, from school to school so if a different country is doing something better than you then those kids that are applying to study yeah. abroad are like not necessarily taking your spot but kind of keeping yeah. you from going to your own home and campus don't you, like in the u.s do you have like um like general end terms if that's like the right word like yeah here in europe we have ects mm. so that means like um I study in Belgium. Mm -hmm. When I go to Germany, I have to search for uh, classes and courses that have like the same level. Do you have like a, um, like the same system in the U.S.? Like, is education different from um, state to state, or is it? Yes. All it really is. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. And does does that cause problems or? Uh, definitely, because yeah. it makes it harder for people in maybe like the Midwest or. Uh, poor neighborhoods to get into like good universities yeah. or like to be held to the same standard which is why they made like standardized testing which didn't really work super well because it still like yeah. keeps uh the underfunded schools more yeah, underfunded because uh they pretty much have to push to educate yeah. kids to get funding for the school mm -hmm. but if these kids aren't able to get educated or like have problems at home or anything like they're in a poor neighborhood there's other issues then the school is going to continue to be underfunded yeah which is yeah, really it's, depressing it's it's very strange because in as you mentioned in the u.s you have like public schools and private schools yeah. in belgium it isn't really the case i mean you have them mm -hmm. but it isn't really that how can i say it? that's noticeable i think mm. because from my understanding I think I went to a public school mm. because I don't know any private schools and yeah it's it's weird like in the US it's really like you see the difference between those two schools yeah, and yeah I'd imagine that it causes problems but um, in Europe I think in general 
Well, it depends on the country you go mm -hmm. to. So, for example, if you go to the UK, I think you have pretty much the same problem with like private schools and public mm -hmm. schools. I don't know, mm -hmm. but in Belgium it isn't the case. So, mm. yeah. All right, people, we're gonna hold uh, a small break and we're gonna play um, OK Wedding from Hey Hey for you. See you after the break. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We're back after a small break. Yeah. Um, yes, we're back no, after a small I, I break. Um, hello, everyone. Um, welcome back. Oh, we're gonna just keep on talking. Um, Sue, you wanted to ask me some questions. Yeah, exactly. So, um, since I am someone that has been through this experience of like, you know, changing yeah. homes and going to another country, I would like to know if you would be like, if you could imagine yourself living in Germany like permanently. That's a good question. Um, actually, I can see myself living in Germany or just in general abroad mm -hmm. because. Oh man, I just want to explore, that's yeah. the thing, I just want to explore and the thing is, I Germany was my first option and the reason why I uh, chose Germany to go to, to study abroad was because, um, the first reason was because my stepfather is part German, um, but the second reason was because Germany is economically the leader in Europe, in my opinion. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. So um, there is like a high chance when I want to work abroad, yeah. it's going to be Germany or France, like the neighboring countries. And I think Germany would be like, like a very good country to work because as you see, like HDM, it's, it's really like... Um, you learn a lot and it's it has like a lot of connections with like um, um, how do you say the working world um, the practical kind of, field. yeah the practical fields mm -hmm. so yeah I would see myself working in Germany and um, do you think I mean would you say that someone that does not speak like German fluently would it be like is it a barrier for them to live in Germany or would you say like everybody you could like you could talk in English here and live your life normally um, I think you have to know the language to some extent mm -hmm. because you can't just go to a country and expect everyone to talk English it doesn't work that way yeah. but I feel like a lot of people in Germany master English pretty well mm -hmm. so it's um, easier than for example like a southern European country where like yeah Andres looking like <laughs> very confused but I mean in general in uh, when people go to Spain, um, if I wanted to go to Spain to study abroad, I had to master like level B2 and they expli exp explicitly said like that's because we don't um, give, uh, like, give lectures in English and most of the people don't really master English. So that's why I say like in general in southern European countries, the level of English is lower. That's the reason. <laughs> but like everywhere you go, uh, they require a B2 level. So um, whether that it's whether it's in the native language or English, they always require at least a B2. So um, yeah, so I don't know. At least in Portugal, people do speak 
pretty pretty good English, I, I'd say. Uh, yeah, maybe about maybe with Spain, you're right. Like Spanish people do tend to have a little difficulty mastering English, uh, especially because I've been to Spain a few times. But yeah, I don't think it's a hundred percent correct what you said, but you do have a point there, Andrea. When you're saying that it requires a B2 level, are you talking about English? I, I said it. Yeah, like but when, when she said that... Uh, I'm talking about Spanish. Spanish, because, yeah, that it requires a B2 yeah. level, but she also said that anywhere you go would require a B2 level of their language, which isn't true specifically for Germany because you can come over here with only, like, a semester. Yeah, but, like, uh, if you want to learn, if you want to study in that language, they will always require at least a B2. At yeah. least that's what happened with me. They required a B2 in English. Or if I wanted to study in German, in German, uh, it would require a B2 in German. So, mm. yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm seeing, like, um, the fact that you have to learn uh, B2 Spanish is because they don't teach in English. English yeah. That's why I said, I'm, I'm not trying to downplay like southern european countries but i have the feeling like let's for example you go to scandinavia a lot of people there master english and when i go to let's say spain or portugal and talk to some people it's difficult to find people that like speak english that's all i'm trying to say i'm not trying to downplay them but wait yeah. i have a question here like is it because I just thought about that right now. I was in an international school. I was on a British school. But how can you guys speak like such good English if you were in like public schools? Is it normal where you came from to like speak such good English? That's what I was going to say. In Portugal, people actually do speak a lot of English, especially amongst younger people. Older people, it's probably harder to find uh, older people that speak a good level of English, but sometimes they will know enough to hold a very basic conversation, especially if you go to a supermarket. Uh, they may not speak English, but they will know enough to like hold a basic conversation and help you. And yeah, I learned English in public school. Uh, I, ever since primary school that I, I had English classes, and I also had a lot of contact with the English language, uh, especially because of TV shows. Because uh, when I was a kid, I watched old school Cartoon Network. Uh, and it was all in English. I had no subtitles, and I think I watched it even before I knew how to speak. Yeah. At least that's what my parents t uh, tell me. So yeah, I've always had a lot of contact with the English language, so that kind of helped me. But that's honestly like such good English level because I think a lot of people here, I mean, not everybody could speak like uh, uh, such good English uh, on public schools. And um, yeah, I think that's really impressive that you guys. Yeah, I must say, like English. Andrea, your English is very impressive. At first, I was like, oh, she's also American. You do have a like, bit of American I'm from Portugal. Oh, damn. But I studied in the UK, you said, so it was really confusing to me at first. But um, for for me, the, the, the reason why my English isn't perfect, but in Belgium, we learn, I speak Dutch, and we learn French, English, and German. So we learn mm -hmm. three languages besides our native language. So that's why a lot of um, people in Belgium um, master, like, some languages we can't speak them like perfectly but we can like have a basic conversation in those languages so yeah, yeah. so it's surprising to you it is to be honest because it is not like that like mostly here nor in egypt you know how is it at yours what sorry how how is the english like speaking level at your country hmm it, we we study it. We always study like from from kindergarten. Some some people start studying it. I think me included. Even though I wouldn't say that I actually knew what's going on until like I was like 15 or something like that. And that is mostly because of the whole internet influence. 
because uh, I remember, like, I remember uh, not knowing what's up, and now I I have it in me, like, it, like I I just kind of learned it, uh, and I because I have a sister, a younger sister, she's uh, 13 right now, uh, I can see the same mistakes that I used that they used to make, and me being kind of judgmental, like trying to help her, because like I know I'm I'm speak English the best from my family, like my parents don't really know it. <laughs> uh, and I help her, and I see the mistakes that she makes, and I am kind of judgmental. But then I I find my old books, and I'm like, oh wow, I was even worse than that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, if you want to study it in in school, it, there's always English. Like you study the, the local, the Bulgarian language, you have uh, English classes, and then you additionally get some other uh, language, which I did Spanish. Uh, but yeah, if you want to learn, and if you're just if you just invest the time to, to, to learn the language you can you can learn it but again I wouldn't say that uh, I, I, I was able to speak uh, so much English back home it was the fact that I just decided to go abroad that made me feel confident even if just I don't speak so well and I make mistakes I kind of don't care at this point honestly I mean if it's a conversation if it works it works mm -hmm. I really don't care I will say one of the most fascinating parts I think of studying abroad is how many of you speak English so well and how it almost feels like I'm just talking to my friends back in California. I think it's so interesting and so fascinating and so impressive in, in comparison to in the U.S. how we're very much not multilingual. Um, I just think it's super impressive. So props to you guys. I love when people compliment my English. It just feeds my ego. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> you guys are amazing at English. But like regarding not speaking uh, a very good English or like a broken English, that makes that still makes you automatically smarter than people who only speak one language because at least you're making the effort to learn it. And even if it's not perfect, at least you're trying. So and that works with every language. Sometimes I, I worked in a supermarket last summer, not this summer, the, the year before. And I had a lot of foreign people uh, coming up to me and trying to speak Portuguese. And even though it wasn't perfect, sometimes it was hard to understand. We, we still appreciate the effort of trying to speak our language. And I think it's, uh, it's the same in every country. Like even if you don't speak it perfectly, if you make an effort, the locals will appreciate it. So like, and that makes you automatically smarter than a lot of people if you're making the effort. Yeah, and then um, pick him, pick, man, yeah, broken English again. Um, I wanted to ask Megan, like, um, as a native English speaker, do you feel the pressure to talk German here? Or Because when Definitely. I came here, I, I felt like the pressure, like, I'm in Germany, now I have to try at least to talk German in, like, supermarkets and, and so on. So you also feel like the pressure? Uh, yeah, I feel the pressure immensely because I'm I feel like I'm going to be judged if I'm not speaking in German so if I am in a supermarket I'll use like a few words or just try my best to be like oh like no bag like kind of tuta or whatever like any of that but um if not then I just stay silent because I'm not going to speak English if that makes sense so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be like hey how's your day I'm going to be like hello or like yeah. you know just answering basic questions um but yeah I feel like embarrassed to use English I think Oh no, you shouldn't be to be honest. I feel like a lot of people like appreciate it here because, as you said, if you try, at least you're doing something. You know. And the rest of it. Don't yeah. give me credit. I, mean, <laughs> I feel like every time I try and it and it doesn't work out super well, then people will be like, just say 
English yeah. or you know they'll be like just say you speak English yeah like, my you know, god like relax actually what's interesting when I came here uh, my parents brought me by car and we stopped like uh, on the side of the highway and there was like um, like a gas station and like a small restaurant restaurant and we uh, went to get in uh, we went in to get some coffee and like the 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 girl behind the counter she noticed that we didn't speak German and she was kind of annoyed but we were in like a small town mm -hmm. and I think it has to do with like when you live um, in a city or like in a rural yeah. town or anywhere I think that's like also like a major factor like people in cities um, are most more used to like tourists and and people mm -hmm. that speak other languages so they're more tolerant for people to speak English or not German I think that's the case or like the the most important factor yeah I mean a lot of people also have um, the opinion that German is like one of the most um, like difficult languages to learn like ever um, maybe I did not really focus on how I learned it because I was really young but I would be interested to know like do you guys think it's really one of the most difficult languages or since you already know other languages like uh, uh, Spanish or like um, um, I must say Dutch is more difficult mm. Actually, it's difficult to say because in German you have a lot of, um, how is it called, like nominative, accusative, yeah. like all the mm -hmm. grammatical rules. But in Dutch we have also a lot of grammatical rules. Mm. But, I mean, I can't really say if it's more difficult. And like Theodore, he speaks uh, Bulgarian, which is totally a different language. So is it... People keep on thinking that knowing a language from with a different alphabet is makes it harder to learn like other stuff, but it's actually not true. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, for a foreigner to go from like Latin to Slavic, maybe uh, Cyrillic, not Slavic. Sorry, yeah. uh, to Cyrillic is uh, is hard. Yeah, I can see that because you have to learn a completely new thing. But for me, it was never a problem. Yeah, if I go to like decide to study Chinese right now, it will probably be yeah. some tough time but it was never a problem for me to learn english simply because i don't know maybe we just start from a young age to just see yeah. the letters and also because it's just so widely used like the same letters in almost every language so i don't know it was never a problem for me yeah but see because you mentioned dutch i studied dutch last year oh my god it's difficult it is difficult <laughs> it's really difficult like I mean, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I wanted to give an example, like which only you will understand right now. But like the yeah. whole sign and like heaven thing, like in this <laughs> distinguish, distinguishing when you to yeah. use each of them. It's like, it's very it's difficult. really confusing. Yeah, and then we have like a lot of rules as to how to write the words. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of foreigners make a lot of mistakes when they talk Dutch, which is understandable because it's a pretty difficult language. Yeah, but uh, uh, overall, I'm just really happy that I had my Dutch exams online because <laughs> yeah. I would have failed really hard. To, uh, but um, in in the Netherlands, would you have to write it in Dutch also? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 Damn. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's hard. Uh, and because you you talked earlier about you know the supermarket and how people are trying to speak the local language, for me that was a problem because I would try to speak Dutch with the knowledge that I have. Yeah, but I would feel that I am saying something wrong, or they will see that That's I'm. I like say something wrong, yeah. and then I will think about it for the whole yeah. the whole week after that. It's just oh my god, no, yeah, no, 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 and because I would try, yeah, I would really try, yeah, but it just 
I don't know. It feels kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's maybe just being a perfectionist. Thinking I don't, I don't about know. mistakes, it's it's actually a fact because in Dutch there's a lot of um, uh, sounds. Is it right that people mix up? Like, let's say for example, you have like I E, which is pronounced like E, like um, let's say words. When I say <laughs> H E E R, it's pronounced here. It's the same in German, like here. But a lot of people, especially from Arabic countries, they mix up like the 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 E sound with the U sound and other sounds. And let's say you have H E E R. It's pronounced here, but when you say H O E R, it's hoor, and you are laughing. You know what that means? <laughs> I know it's what something it means. To yeah. totally different. <laughs> yeah. So you have to watch out because here, here means here in English, but hoor means something else. A prostitute. No. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to watch out when people like mix up the sounds. So that's why Dutch is pretty difficult and pretty dangerous too. <laughs> so uh, yeah. All right, I think, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap it up for today. So I hope you liked the conversation. I think you guys enjoyed like the conversation. It was really interesting to get to know, like, to get an insight from like the Arabic, like how you went um, from Egypt to Germany and how your experience was. Yeah. I hope you liked the interview. I did. Yeah. Okay, um, ladies and gentlemen, um, we're going to see you next week. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. Horaz 88.6. Fresh. Neue Musik im Programm.